And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the heavens? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The time and the season of Easter, it brings us so very much. In fact, it's been 40 days of revelation and 40 days of celebration, actually. For we know that our Redeemer lives. We know that Christ has been raised from the dead. and We celebrate that as Christians. We look to that as our faith is uplifted and strengthened in the words that come from Holy Scripture. You see, this is the most precious news that any one of us could possibly hear. And of course, when you think about that, our celebration of redemption, at least in the, in the church year, all began already back in Advent. And then ultimately, with our Lord's birth at Christmas time, a beautiful time of the year. We, where we give thanks that the promises and prophecies of the Old Testament have indeed been fulfilled as our Lord comes to dwell among us. Now, if you think back just a few months, well, I guess it's more than a few months, but if you think back to that time of Christmas, this sanctuary, like many others in our circuits, were very well decorated. They were beautiful. For a festive time, they were made gorgeous with Christmas trees and all of the trappings of a Christmas season. And it was a busy time around the church. And I'm quite sure that you were all very busy in your own homes as well. But you see, our focus, as we set aside all of the anxious activities, was actually upon the coming Messiah. That's what we were focused on. The one that Isaiah identified as the mighty God, the wonderful counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We were celebrating, just as St. Paul wrote, that in the fullness of time, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so, the, that, so that we might receive adoption as sons. My dear saints, God came in the person of Jesus of Nazareth to dwell among us, to be with us, and ultimately to give his life as a ransom for many that we would have redemption in his name. Now to be sure, each Sunday and at other times of your week as you read the scriptures or as you hear in sermons, you are made well aware of all that Jesus did while he walked on this earth. We hear how he gave sight to the blind how he restored hearing to the deaf, how he healed all kinds of different diseases, cast out demons, raised the dead. Our Lord came to confront everything that sin had corrupted. He came to take our place, to pay our penalty, to suffer the wrath of God on the cross of Golgotha. He came to suffer death itself so that we, so that we, by faith, 
would live in the righteousness of God as he is risen from the dead. And through our baptisms, his righteousness is placed upon us. Now with all that we know, and with all that we confess concerning our Lord Jesus Christ, just take a moment and try to consider what it must have been like for those disciples. You see, these disciples saw Jesus face to face. They saw his miracles firsthand. They heard his teaching. They saw him deal with things that were very difficult to say the least. He saw the raising of the dead. They saw all of these things. So now take these same disciples that saw all of this and now place them on Good Friday. On this Good Friday, these men who were called to follow Jesus are now well aware that this one that they followed is now being crucified. And ultimately they know very well that Jesus is dead. After this happens, they are hardly out there in the public eye proclaiming Jesus to be the Messiah. When it appeared that he was gone, they were timid individuals. They were frightened and they had kept themselves behind locked doors. These men were without hope. However, on the day of resurrection and on for the next 40 days, they would know something different. They would know with absolute certainty that Jesus Christ had risen from the grave as they saw him time and again. They knew that Jesus was alive. And they knew that that joy was theirs again to be with their Lord and Master. And so then what happens? According to St. Luke, when Jesus had finished speaking to his disciples as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Well, Jesus is gone again. Good grief. Now, how glorious is that? Jesus first dies, and they suffer the pain of loss. Jesus is risen from the grave. They see him. And now he is ascended into heaven. And a cloud covers him and takes them out of their sight. And Jesus is gone again. And they're left alone again. Wondering again. How will this all work out? And yet these disciples knew what Jesus had told them. Jesus told them very directly, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. And that they should be his witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus tells them, go out and make disciples of all nations. And now Jesus is gone. 
Now, I'm quite sure Jesus didn't tell these guys, oh, by the way, when I leave, you're on your own. Good luck. Have fun. Let's hope it all works out. By the way, do the best you can. We win a few, that's great. We lose a few, well, we did our best. That is not what Jesus told these men. Many approach the ascension just like that, though. Too many approach the ascension just like that. You see, in our lives, we face some very difficult times, to say the least. We face times that we would rather not. We have things that come upon us that are as difficult as they could be. We face loss, pain. We face the things that are regular in this world and they regularly hurt. And what happens when the pain comes? Are we told to just do the best you can? Tough it out because Jesus is up there and you and your pain are down here. Church doesn't teach that. Jesus never taught that. And yet we think that at times. We wonder when our life is struck by all of the pain, we wonder where was God in all of this? Why now? Why here? Why? Don't you hear me, Lord? Don't you know what I'm going through? Why are you up there? I need you here, now, in my life, at this moment. I know you can do miraculous things. Well, where are you? Where are you? Too many people in this world believe that that's what Jesus did when he ascended into heaven, and we are left as orphans in this world stuck to work on our own in the hopes that we can do enough to maybe get through this life. Well, my dear saints, I am here to tell you that is not the gospel. And that is not what the ascension is all about. You do realize that when Jesus ascended into heaven, a cloud took him out of their sight. They did not see him in the way they did before. But he was there. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Jesus has not left you, he has not left his church. He has not left us to struggle on our own. In fact, 
he is here tonight with you. Oh, and by the way, he's with you when you go home, too. He's with you in your home. He is with you at your work or wherever you may be. The Lord has not left you. But in this ascension, our Lord is ascended to sit at the right hand of God, which is all authority and power. Our Lord sustains all things. Our Lord is here, sustaining the church that is founded upon the apostles and him as the chief cornerstone. Our Lord Jesus Christ has done everything for you. And then through his means of grace, he continues to sustain you, to, to love you, to care for you, to feed you. When you come to this rail tonight, you are not coming to receive something that is not there. You are coming to receive Christ himself, who is there. The catechism says he is in with and under the bread and wine. And that's a fine way of saying it. But just know that your Savior is there. The one crucified, the one risen from the grave, the one that is ascended, the one who is with his church, the one who is with you. He is here feeding you, strengthening you, granting you forgiveness, giving you strength for today, tomorrow, and always. The Savior hasn't left us. He hasn't gone anywhere, but he is here to serve, just as he served when he walked this earth. Now, my dear saints, I will say this. The ascension, it is the exclamation mark to the work of Jesus Christ. It is the shout of victory. It is glorious. It is what you and I give thanks to God for because all that is necessary for our salvation, all that is necessary for your life has been accomplished. Now, I know that there are many festivals that we celebrate in the church here. Christmas, we celebrate beautiful times during Advent. Beautiful times, of course, during Easter. <clears throat> and for some reason, it appears that the ascension gets a little less attention. I'm looking around, and I think it got a little less attention. <laughs> but you know what? It's the same at Hope Lutheran, too. It got a little less attention. And maybe there's reasons for it. And I suspect there are a few. Now, first of all, I have a hard time finding Ascension Day gifts. <laughs> I've tried over at Mardell's and I can't find them. <laughs> the other reason is I'm not quite sure how to decorate the inside or the outside of the house for Ascension Day. I have thought of white helium-filled balloons, but I don't think people would get it. And then there's maybe this reason. Maybe it's just because it, well, it falls on a Thursday night. And you know, we've always got something else to do on Thursday night. Or it falls any other time. And it's just not the time we go out. Well, my dear saints, whatever the reasons are, 
The ascension is our time of celebration. It is our time to give thanks to God for all that he has done. And it is our time to remember that this Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Our Lord will indeed return visibly to judge both the living and the dead. Even though you don't see him now, he is here. He's with each and every one of you. And he will indeed serve you with his body and blood at this altar. So tonight as we celebrate the Lord's ascension, we celebrate not only the ascension, but the fact that he is present and he's not going anywhere. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all, surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.